Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, Paul Lawrence Van. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Uh, good morning, everyone. I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van, and hoping that wherever you happen to be, that your day is extraordinary, that it's fun, that it's enjoyable, there's joy, happiness, there's love, there's peace, as well as peace of mind. Welcome to this episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. And remember, wealth is more than just money. What I'm going to talk about today is the fact that uh, many people are receiving and having a lot of challenges today. One in particular happens to be where they reside, their abode, their apartment, their house, whatever it may be. But a lot of people are having challenges with that today. And I want to talk about it just a bit. I do have quite a bit of experience at it. I happen to be a real estate investor in the past, and I'm just going to share a few things. Some of it relates to what happened in 2008, 2009, in that time frame. And of course, we know it was a great recession here in the United States as well as around the world. And so I'm going to be sharing with you some things that I shared while I was on the show Mind Over Money and a local television station here in Washington, D.C., uh, Channel 9, uh, WUSA. And I, along with maybe two or three other financial specialists, would come in and we would select certain areas in which we would talk about. And I talked about mortgage foreclosures, how to avoid it. And I also talked about how to avoid uh, being sued by a creditor, such as a credit card company or a uh, vehicle a loan company, and having to go to court, which, of course, drives up even more fees. And so today, uh, what I'm going to talk about is uh, what are the signs that you no longer can afford your mortgage? And we typically know it. For example, if we looked at COVID-19 for what it is today, it is a business stopper. It's a life interrupter. And what I mean by this is that when the businesses decided to close back in the May, April, March, April timeframe of 2020, then a lot of people went home thinking that it wouldn't be that long before they were actually physically back at work, but they became remote employees. And not only that, but some businesses started operating at 50% capacity, which meant they were laid off and then they would receive unemployment checks. And then the other businesses that are closed would never reopen because they were probably struggling with financial uh, issues even before the pandemic hit. So they were either go going to go through bankruptcy or finding another way to settle uh, their debt and still operate. Uh, it could be uh, something like uh, Sears or JCPenney's, just as an example. So let's talk about this and uh, what, what has happened. If you're, you're homeless or jobless and your income has dropped, you may have, have gotten by just a bit. But uh, mortgage uh, forbearance is one of the issues that are at hand. And then, of course, there are several housing relief programs. So let me give you an example of what I talked about on this live television show. I not only was interviewed by the, the guest host, but also I took calls from people in the Northern Virginia, uh, Maryland, and D.C. area. And a typical question would come in like this. 
you know, I've missed uh, five or six mortgage payments and uh, I haven't, I don't have enough money to pay it. And again, that was due to no fault of their own, just like COVID-19 is. And so I told them what the first thing that you want to do is contact your lender, whatever the bank happens to be or the lending institution that you're working with and talk to them and see if you can work out some terms. Well, if you don't have any income coming in other than an unemployment check, it's not going to suffice because in the end, these lenders, they want their money back based on the contract that they have. And unless you had an emergency fund set up or savings set up, the likelihood is that your your home would go into mortgage foreclosure, or at least that process would begin. And then the next um, item uh, to consider is uh, looking at what your a mortgage payment is. So uh, what uh, housing counselors generally uh, want your monthly payment not to exceed 28% of your gross monthly household income. And that's uh, your income before taxes and uh, other deductions. So uh, one of the things that you want to look at is all of your obligations. So lenders typically look for a debt to income ratio. And again, with COVID-19 being something that no one asked for or no one deserved, but it's here, a lot of people got caught into to the um, situation whereby they simply cannot make the payments. So for people in apartments, they're actually being removed from their apartments. A sheriff is going in or someone is going in and they're asking the people to leave since they can't make the payments because in the end, someone is paying for that building, that apartment building in the room, apartment within the overall building and someone is living in the house and someone has to pay for that house. And so even though they recognize and they know that it's a situation that is uh, what, what we would say unusual, they still want their money because they have investors and investors want to return on the investment, their ROI. And unfortunately, uh, the odd person out is going to be the tenant of that apartment or the homeowner up until the time they, they lose their money. So they look at all, all of the um, obligations and uh, they look at the debt to income ratio and whatever your projected uh, mortgage bill was and you make these monthly payments. And um, if you are 43% above the line, then likelihood is you won't get the house. And 36% is for risky uh, purchasers or borrowers. And so that's the rule of thumb that they use. And so uh, when you run into the situation of unexpected costs by owning a house, these are just signs that perhaps it's time to, to let it go. Uh, there's an opportunity that people come in, uh, real estate investors, and they'll buy your house below the market value so that they can get something out of it, but it relieves you of your debt. But you have to work this out with your lender. Go to your the person who gave you the loan, talk to them and work it out with them, but don't work it out with that real estate investor themselves because you may still be ending up paying for a house you're not living in if the attorneys for the, the, the uh, lender is not a part of that process. And so you have to go with who gave you the loan. They're the principal in this entire situation. And then you can also look at downsizing. And for many people, they don't really see that 
uh, move into a smaller house that they can afford, a condominium. And uh, that would be a really great alternative as opposed to not having somewhere to stay or going to the apartments. I, I prefer living in a house as opposed to an apartment because I like the freedom of not having, uh, you know, neighbors in and out, you know, in the apartment complex and situations uh, can happen as opposed to with your house. People typically don't come to your house and, and there's um, upheaval. So I, I tend to prefer that. But what one thing that you want to consider is, is there the option to downsize, get a smaller place to stay, place to live? And that will also make a difference. So I really uh, want you to understand that you can also uh, consider refinancing your house. And even in a turbulent market like uh, COVID-19 is right now, we know that the interest rates are, in some cases, down to 1.9% in the 2% area. So it's a good time to refinance. And maybe you refinance for 15 years as opposed to 30, so you have ownership you know, a lot sooner. And uh, a lot of people uh, may consider moving. Uh, and the percentage of people who have moved because of pandemic is, is about 3%. And having someone move in with you is about 6% because people can kind of alleviate their expenses by bringing someone by uh, leasing out a room or renting out a room in their property. And, um, and people that have moved overall, I believe in the United States, since June of 2020, it's about uh, 14%. So uh, one of the things uh, that you want to do is maybe consider getting a roommate. And having a roommate isn't all a bad deal because it can be a win-win situation. And then you have to figure out, are you compatible uh, with that roommate? So what I'm searching for here to help you with is to help you come up with some ideas of what you may consider doing as a result of uh, your living abode, having a roof over your head. It is not a good situation to be homeless during a pandemic. And it makes you more susceptible uh, to actually being infected and then becoming a fatality because we, we know that the healthcare service in the United States is stressed out now and you need a roof over your head. Maybe you can live with your relatives or maybe you can find someone else you want to share a rent with. And then you may, if you own a house, uh, you may want to sublet a room uh, to uh, someone and uh, you just have to set the contract up so that you will be paid and you won't have to have disruption in your household as a result of someone who refuses to pay after a certain period of time. So these are just a few things that I wanted to share with you. And I'm going to part on this particular episode by simply saying that uh, right now would be a great time to assess your housing needs. Perhaps you don't need a, a property or a house as large as you currently have. People are still purchasing homes. In fact, the market is reflecting that there's not enough properties on the market uh, to be sold. And, and, and I'm pretty sure the reason why is because people, are, they're taking this COVID-19 very seriously. So they're not going to move yet. But just know that the interest rates, excuse me, at some time, it's going to increase. So now may be a great time to refinance your property or to sell the property 
or to find you another property to live in and lease out the one that you have. Uh, and that's a really good situation uh, as well to take one house and then do what I call a little bit of a real estate investing, find a property that you like, maybe a downsized property in terms of size, and then have someone lease out your property. And if it's in a really great location uh, for, for a person getting to work, for a person um, convenience to the highway, to the airports, then it probably will be a wonderful investment. Make sure that you're in touch with your lender, with your mortgage, to ensure that everything is in place and line in terms of that. And if it's time to refinance, I say make that move. Uh, now it's a great time to do it. So uh, that's what I wanted to share with you all today. And uh, it's very important that we have a roof over our head as we continue to navigate this uh, pandemic. It's not like anything I've ever seen before. And I'm pretty sure in your lifetime, you've never seen it before either. But I just want to share this fact that whether you're in an apartment, whether you are a homeowner, take into consideration the roof over your head and then where do you go from now? We don't know how long this pandemic is gonna be in place. We don't know when people are going to uh, come back to work in physical space. Uh, there's discussions about children going back to school, but I'm not so sure if that's gonna really happen because there's no data that talks to the infection rates for children in school because most of them have been online and they are at a house or an apartment uh, getting their schooling uh, completed. So that's the end of this particular episode. I just wanted to be brief with you. And I also want to let you know, we have a lot of wonderful guests coming up. I have probably 40 people lined up for interviews coming in the next month or so. And I'm looking forward to connecting with people because uh, that's really what life is all about. And of course, this virtual platform like Zoom gives us that opportunity to uh, reach out, to reach out to people in different parts of the world. Uh, just yesterday, I interviewed a wonderful author uh, from uh, Dundee, Scotland, and then another individual from Brisbane, Australia. So this platform gives us that ability to make connections with people and share their messages with our greater community, which for us, of course, is Wealth Academy Podcast. And remember, wealth is more than just money. I'm signing out now. This is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. My time is up and I thank you for yours. Have a plum pleasing day. I got that from Les Brown. I really like that. It has a nice tune to it, a nice sound. So have a great day, Thank everyone. Thank you for listening. See you on the next episode. You will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes.